0: In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese, who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, election edition.
1: Hello and welcome to the election edition of The Chaser Report. It is Thursday the 12th of May, nine days to go. Until the election, I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Charles Firth. Hello. And hello, Chaz Lichidello. Hello. Back from the cave where we have to watch the Sky Election channel. Thank you for rescuing me for five minutes. Now, I've got (laughs) got two great pieces of news for you both uh, this morning. First of all, no more debates. We've had three. Mm. Apparently, that is the absolute limit. So um, thank God for that. Dylan Bain's going to recap them for us a bit later on in the podcast. And the second good bit of news is that an old friend of ours Mm. has entered the campaign, Tony Abbott, is back in the seat of Warringah. So you might remember Catherine Deves has been running there for a segment we call Deves Dropping. Deves Dropping. Uh, she's really been the breakout star of this election campaign. And uh, yeah. um, things have gotten so bad in Warringah, apparently all of her volunteers have quit. So Tony <laughs> Habits had to come out Please. and said, look, we've got to stick together. Yeah. You might not like the way she was chosen, but I admire her integrity. She sticks mm. up for what she believes in and, Sticking up for what you believe in and getting smashed in Warringah is exactly what Tony Abbott's an expert on. Yeah. So,
2: so Tony Abbott's now the voice of reason in Warringah. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. what's happened. Yeah. He's not the voice of Warringah. That would be Zali Stegall, quite <laughs> <Yeah>. comprehensively. <laughs> yeah. But nice to have him back. Um, it's been actually mm. quite awkward because Josh Frydenberg is so worried about losing Koo Yong. Yes. He's spent the past couple of days distancing himself from Scott Morrison on, mm. on Catherine Deves. So a little bit awkward there. It's good to know Tony Abbott's coming, coming in strong on this one.
3: I mean, what was Josh Frydenberg's calculation there? Do you think, you know, like why is he spoken up only now? Like Catherine Deves has been on record for, for weeks, for, for almost mm. a, a month and a half now, with all these horrible things. Suddenly now, just 10 days out from the election, he suddenly goes, oh, hang on, I reject those things. It was, was he sort of hoping to pick up the transphobe vote in Kuyong? and then sort of realised, oh, hang on, we just don't have enough bigots in this election to get me across the line. I might have to sort of recalculate. Is that what's going on? Like, wh- why the fuck hadn't he spoken out before?
2: It's a it's a it's a very good question. I mean, obviously the polls aren't wonderful for Josh Frydenberg <laughs> right now. I would, have, I would have thought transgender or not, he, he's pretty happy for anyone's vote right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. Why why distance yourself from that that massive transphobic
1: vote? Isn't, that, that he can tap into? Isn't he well, and, I, and the other li- the other moderate liberals? They're trying to run as non liberals. Like if you see Dave Sharma's posters, yeah. there's a giant poster of him on the Edchcliffe is, is Center? he in the liberal party he's got the tiniest little no, postage stamp I, he's of a liberal he's logo a till. he's a till i've yeah. seen all his <laughs> till. Yeah. and the liberal logo is like on a white background <laughs> on his postage you can barely see it um and so it's well, yeah, appropriate friedenberg has said he's been pretty outspoken and strong in my criticism of the way Catherine deves has approached this issue he's also seen himself from the pm on the kangaroo court so friedenberg's paying himself into a tiny corner where he's not as right as the as the PM, but mm. he's not quite as unstable as it is. So this is the man who wants to be the Liberal opposition leader mm. if Scott Morrison... So he actually wants to win the seat and have Scott Morrison lose, doesn't he? Isn't that what he wants? Well, he,
2: he's getting practice now being the opposition leader, isn't he? <laughs> he's the opposition of the government within the Liberal Party right now, mm. and he'll be the opposition leader for the entire country should he should he win his seat.
3: So, but how do you think it's actually going to play out, Chairs, for him? Because... It, feel, it just feels, hear me out, it just feels like he's wanting to have his cake and eat it too. You know, <laughs> he's sort of tapped into the transphobe boat and then now sort of going, oh, and also I'll try and, try and pretend to not be a transphobe as well, having not said anything for a couple of months.
2: Look, I think I think it's actually very rational. I'll tell you why. I think you painted it properly before Charles. This mm. is for Josh Frydenberg, This is a question of transphobe vote versus transgender vote. Right, yes. which one's larger? Now yes. I can see why he would have thought in mm. Kuyong that maybe the transphobic vote would have been greater a yes. few weeks back. But yes. with a month of Catherine Deves, mm. I think. Most people yes. have now decided that they, if she hates transgender people, <laughs> they must be transgender. Yes. So I think I think now the transgender vote is basically ninety nine percent of Kuya. Yes. And Swiss. then
3: and then the final nail in the coffin was Tony Abbott coming out in
1: favour of transphobia. It's
3: like ah fuck, we're all transgender now.
1: I mean, I think it's important That's to right. say I want to draw a line <laughs> in the sand here, gentlemen, and say that there is a place for moderate liberals like Freidenberg. There is a place. Mm. It's very awkward. for him but there is a place Mm, and it's called being a deal independent (laughs) so I look forward to him running next time yeah the other thing that's coming
3: up on the show is Chaz is going to have a look at uh, Labor's controversial housing policy
1: and we have a stunt Uh, Alexa went out dressed as an election candidate to see what free shit he could scab first though Charles's election rap this is the
3: rap for Thursday the 12th of May the final debate for this shit show of an election was last night and I would tell you what happened, but I forgot to watch it. I had some very important laundry to catch up on. What I can tell you is that Morrison's main line of attack last night was against Labour wanting wages to keep up with inflation. That's right. A man on over half a million dollars a year appeared on national television last night and said that a buck fifty an hour
0: pay rise was way too much. Mr Albanese is saying $1 an hour additional for people on $20 an hour. It seems pretty reasonable. You know, you just can't be loose with the economy with things like this. That would push up inflation and it would push up interest. rates.
3: This morning, Josh Frydenberg slammed Labor's position on wages as well, pointing out its incredible impact.
4: And so you've got more than 2.7 million people that are going to be impacted by such a decision.
3: Impact? Hang on. What does impact mean in this context? It means not getting a pay cut this year. Josh, you sound appalled about the impact.
4: It's a good thing. They're gonna be impacted by such a decision.
3: How out of touch is the entire fucking political class that Labor is cast as irresponsible on this issue? Somehow, despite literally only arguing for the bare minimum, which is that workers shouldn't get a pay cut this year, The very comfortable political class have deemed Labor as the reckless radicals. Maybe the rise in heart attacks recently has nothing to do with COVID, and more to do with how fucking fucked our entire political establishment has become. Uh, Sorry, I was probably supposed to make a a joke here. Look, put it this way. There, There is a ripe opportunity in 10 days' time to give many of these people a taste of their own pay cut. Permanently. That's the wrap for Thursday, the 12th of May. Back in a sec.
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report
1: Election Edition. So we've pre-recorded this bit because Alexa is actually in America. We pre-recorded this with Chaz as well, because Alexa, you and I had a bit of fun of the sort that I uh, kind of Chaz used to do back in the day as well. Ooh. Mucking around mm. on the campaign trail.
4: Oh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we were we were mucking around. We um, I was impersonating Oh wait, no, that's the wrong word. Legally. What was I doing? <laughs> I was <laughs>
2: The lawyers are doing
4: yeah, no! I wasn't impersonating anyone. I was um I was telling people that I was an independent candidate called Holik Savulovic um, and I'd go to businesses and try to do photo ops in order to get free things. Oh,
2: scamming them. Yeah, exactly. Great idea.
4: Because you see them everywhere, like during the election period, politicians like getting haircuts, eating food and yeah. doing all this cool stuff. I'm like, why can't I can't? Why I can't that, that be a PR yeah. opportunity? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and did you get a lot?
4: So much, so much. <laughs> it, was, it was almost depressing because like you went to all these small businesses and I guess they're starved, like I guess politicians don't go there um and so they were just so excited to see me and they were like telling me all about their problems it was horrible it was, and then they were like oh here eat this food or like have these flowers have this stuff and
2: did you have a pr guy next to you or did you just show up in a suit and that's it
4: <laughs> no we had we added the full entourage <laughs> yeah. um it was great we had like um a bunch of vague pr roles um we everyone wearing suits we had like a big over-the-shoulder camera and like right. lights and cameras and mm. it was an intimidating sign like yeah. you did You'd expect that I'm a politician.
1: Yeah, you would expect that no person who wasn't actually
4: a politician <laughs> would bother <laughs> with that. Well, it's good to see but the
1: over-the-shoulder camera coming back because you, you just film things on a phone no, yeah,
4: it's, it's completely useless technology, but it's intimidating, which is important. So
1: did you scab enough stuff to break even on hiring the camera guy?
4: Oh, probably <laughs> not, but um, I did scab <laughs> enough stuff to get horribly full. I ate so much food. We had we had everything. We had fettuccine, savlaki, uh, curries. We had... Um, no, just all sorts of so stuff. So would
2: you say this is the solution to the cost of living crisis? <laughs> just between yeah, your yeah, a politician? Yeah,
4: everyone should just, <laughs> just start doing photo ops. Although there, there are some hurdles. The first person we went to was a florist. And I was like, hi, I'm the independent candidate for banks. My name's Alex Vol. They're just like, oh, I thought we didn't have any independent candidates. <laughs> I was like, fuck, what do I do? I just double down. I'm like, oh, no, there's two. Um, <laughs> I mean, what are the odds of someone actually knowing who the yeah, candidates I, were in their electorate? I had no idea. I was just like, I thought, I assumed people weren't engaged enough, but... There you go, that florist. I mean, how far can you take this? Do you reckon you could get a house out of it? I mean, I'd I got some pretty cool stuff. I got a, I got a cat. We, we went into a pet shop and did a photo up there and was playing with one of the animals and I just walked out.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll tell you how far you could take it. You could, you could get a, a primary school education because these politicians are always showing up in <laughs> yes, primary schools. Sure. <laughs> you can go back
4: to year two. <laughs> do some colouring in. That sounds great. <laughs>
1: Well done, Alex. It certainly doesn't make me want to be a candidate, but it's good to know that polis can get
4: payola so easily yeah. on the trail. The thing is, it, it was weird because I felt so much like a candidate in the sense that all these people were talking about their problems. I was getting free food and I knew deep down that I wasn't going to do anything about <laughs> any of their issues. Well, that is like a politician. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. So in the past week, there have been not one but two debates where the two leaders squared off. Dylan Bain of the Newsfighters podcast, a very old colleague of ours who's worked on many Chaser TV shows, is
0: here to run through them for us. Hey Dylan. Hey guys, how are you going today? I'm good because I didn't watch either of the debates. I was exactly. working both That's, nights. We weren't up till 4am trying to find clips to make jokes out of, of which there were absolutely none from last night's very boring debate. I did briefly
1: tune into the first debate and I saw two men shouting at each other and moderators trying to break them up and failing it.
0: Ex- exactly. So so the, the the second debate on Sunday night basically sounded like this. Your party, when, when you're a off. You've been telling this long time. We've given you, when right. given you, We've given you both and climate. Okay, I think, why I I think we're getting more questions. Excuse me. I think, think we're getting more power questions between the two of you than our panel. It
3: honestly sounds like you faked that clip, Dylan.
0: No, that was actual clips from the debate. That's kind of... Adults' conversation we like from our leaders, right?
2: I hope you're not complaining, Dil, because that to me sounded better than I've ever heard Albo and Morrison. I couldn't understand
0: either of them. That's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Um, the debates were a great chance. A lot of people, I think, outside of Sydney don't know Albanese, so he took a chance to kind of introduce himself to people outside of Sydney who don't know him. I don't know how successful he was, though. I, I came out of the womb a Labor voter, and with three great faces. I was raised uh, by
3: my late mum, who I pay tribute to today. I came out with three great folks, the Labour Party, the Catholic Church and the South Sydney Rugby League Football Club.
0: All right, don't know how many people outside of Sydney know what the South Sydney Rugby League Football Club is or, or care. Well, though, to be and fair, I it's, just, it's a stronger brand than the Catholic Church. I was going to say, I don't know if you got the memo about the popularity of the Catholic Church lately.
3: But also, just the terminology I came out of my mother's that's yes. very graphic.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Was, okay. was, was his umbilical cord a uh, a South scarf
3: yeah, or something? Like. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just I find the whole essentialisation of everything that Albo does sort of weird because it, it, it's the same as when he talks about the Labor Party will always be better on health education. Did he say that last night? The Labor Party will always. And you're just going, there's no. Eh. Sorry. No, I'm no. just completely incoherent on that.
0: He, he kind of tried to talk up the the role of government, which we'll get to a bit later. But there were some recurring themes uh, in the debates. Uh, Morrison kept coming back to what a rough couple of years it's been. But it sounded like he was just talking about himself. As we all know, the last few years have been very tough. It's been tough. It's been incredibly tough. The last three years, last two years in particular have been incredibly tough. Over the last couple of years, we've come through the most difficult times that we could have ever imagined and couldn't have contemplated three years ago. And people say he doesn't take responsibility. (laughs)
3: Yes, (laughs) that's
0: that's just his polling numbers I think he's talking about there. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Albanese's theme uh, that he repeated a lot in last night's debate was basically, we can do better. And by we, I think he means Scott Morrison.
3: (laughs) We can do better. We can do better than that. We can do better than that. And we can do better than that. We can do better than that. (laughs) We can do so much better than
1: that. And we can do so much better than we're doing right now. His writers can do better than they're doing right now. There are such a things as synonyms, Albo.
2: Maybe he's talking about a debate
0: because those two can
2: definitely do better than what I saw in the last two debates.
0: Well, at least he's got his concession speech written for Saturday week if he loses. <laughs> there were some great gotcha questions. Uh, at the Nine debate, the Sydney Morning Herald's uh, David Crowe tried to uh, snag uh, Morrison with this great gotcha question. Mr Morrison, have you seen
1: any corruption on your side of politics in your time and if so, what did you do about it?
0: No, I haven't.
4: Never? No wrongdoing? No. Never happened in the Liberal Party at all? I haven't seen that, no.
0: Like, no, I haven't, but my blind trust would like to offer you a bag of money if you stop asking me these questions. Speaking of money, though, cost of living was centre stage, uh, and there was one very important cost of living issue that both seven and nine made sure to ask the candidates about. Can I get a commitment from both of you that families won't have to pay to see sport on their televisions? Will Australians continue to have access to the sports they love on free-to-air TV if you are in power? I wonder wonder
3: why seven and nine were so interested in that, Toby.
0: Exactly. Nobody in Australia can afford lettuce or housing, but we need to have our footy for free. And, of course, Morrison also used the cost of living issue to uh, repeat his latest daggy dad insult against Albanese at the debate last night. Uh, This has been doing the rounds. He's a loose unit when it comes to the economy. Mr Albanese showed yesterday that he is a complete loose unit on this stuff. Where
3: where does he get the... Yeah, but also, my understanding, like, that's a
1: compliment,
3: isn't it? Like, I everyone so, I've yeah. ever referred to as a loose unit is somebody you just go, they're the type of person you want to hang out I with. I mean,
1: Alba our, our will enjoy that because he's modelling his campaign on the ultimate loose unit, Bob Hawke. Now, Bob Hawke, <laughs> loose, his pants were almost never uh, done up when he was Prime Minister.
3: I think they're trying <laughs> to make him feel like Mark Latham, aren't they? They're trying to yeah. say... Yeah. Yeah, the guy who has been a career politician for twenty-seven years is the same as the guy who came into <laughs> parliament, bashed up a taxi driver, and then <laughs> left in a drunken rage each night. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the problem, though, is when when there's about a loose unit. That is true that Mark Latham was was the ultimate loose unit, but so is Barbie Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's, that's a good really point. Compare it up over to him.
3: Yeah. I mean I would just wish he was more of a loose unit. Like that's what you want out of Albanese, not this sort of
0: hmm.
3: yeah, we can do better. Like, no, the loose <laughs> units don't go around like we can do better.
1: I if he wins, <laughs> I actually want him to go full loose week one. Like I just yeah. want him to just just yeah. pig out. Yes. Just eat our boat. Get yes. out of the fancy suit, just get in your trackies. Yes. And just give us 3 years of your real self.
2: Yeah, just go full rugby league player. Just, just go nuts. It'd
0: be yeah. great to watch.
3: Go to church. Go to the Catholic church.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting insult coming from Morrison because there's only one candidate I've seen this election who's been hooning around a Tassie Speedway, drinking whiskey at 10 o'clock in the morning and getting yelled at by punters in pubs. And it was Morrison. <laughs> He's been more of a loose unit on the campaign trail and... Elbow While that's a great observation Dylan I think even in comedy We can't
1: pretend that Scott Morrison <laughs> is a I don't know human. There was that one time in Engadine <laughs> <laughs> The tightest unit on earth Scott Morrison never said a single
2: thing That has been polled by yeah. A thousand different companies <laughs>
0: I uh, still, I still haven't seen Albanese getting yelled at in pubs yet. He's not quite as he's a bit more risk averse than Morrison, I guess. Uh, there were closing uh, arguments, of course, um, and uh, Albanese's summary of where Australia is at was kind of depressing.
3: There are real issues right now. Childcare costs are spiralling right now. Aged care is in crisis
1: right now. Work has never been more insecure.
0: Than it is right
1: now. And, I mean, Albo's job.
0: Yes. Yes, Albo's job, also insecure. <laughs> what a depressing... What happened to how good is Australia? What, where's the optimistic message there? I mean, it was almost like the talking points for a euthanasia commercial. Right? <laughs> Everything stopped. <laughs>
2: what, was, what was Morrison's closing message, apart from the word strong repeated 5,000
0: times, <laughs> Dylan? Well, it, uh, it's funny you should ask, Chaz because it was basically this. See, in the Liberals and Nationals, we believe in you. We want to back you in. We believe a strong economy is based on you. We don't believe the government is the answer. We believe you are the answer. You know what we've achieved together, and we can keep achieving that. Achieved what? What have they they achieved? Well,
2: it's an interesting, interesting question, Dale. I've got to say... On one hand, I find the prospect of hiring a random Australian watching the debate rather than Scott Morrison, a very attractive proposition, which is what he's suggesting there. But on the other hand, they did spend an entire hour after the debate last night talking to those random Australians who are watching the debate in pubs. They call it the pub test. And after that, I just want to move to a different country. (laughs) I don't want any of those people in charge. It was so depressing. Maybe they did
3: it to make the albanese and morrison look better in comparison like you said to go maybe. you know you, you, like if you think these people are fucked look at the rest of australia
2: maybe, maybe it's actually a productivity move Albo would like this he wants to improve productivity
0: maybe they're trying to keep people out pubs
1: like this
0: so, go back to work. Or worse, you'll get dragged into watching a debate. No, I'll stay home. (laughs) No, it was interesting. So, nine, of course, had people vote by QR code, which I think Craig and Andrew talked about was a complete debacle uh, and wound up being a tie for some reason. Seven, of course, went the uh, pub test solution because, of course, everyone in pubs loves uh, Scott Morrison. They love shouting at him. Um, Albanese won 50% to 34 uh, on the pub test questions, they had people all around Australia in uh, um, swing swing electorates, uh, which of course means that just like Bill Shorten in 2019, who also won the debates. Albanese is probably going to lose the
1: election so hang on so 50 to 34 that means only 16% of Australians went fuck both of them I'm very surprised by those <laughs> yeah, figures uh,
0: yeah so that's the uh, that's the debate no one missed anything and uh, thanks for having me guys
1: can we just say goodbye to Dylan in true debate fashion by Chaz, Charles and I all talking simultaneously yeah. Dylan it's been great having you oh, on the show I was, was going uh, uh, no, no, no stop it I don't want to hear I don't want to hear what you're going to say where's say your plan you where's your plan
2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Rigging elections
2: since before it was cool. The Chaser Report. Now, guys, I've been watching a awful lot of the Sky election channel, which has its has its cons. The cons are I'm watching wall to wall press conferences. The pros is it has none of the Sky News normal programming. So, <laughs> so there's no Paul Murray. There's none of that. Mm. But the uh, but watching this wall to wall press conferences. I've been seeing a lot of scaremongering about Labor's shared equity scheme. So, uh, yes. it, I, what we're talking about there is it's it's something which Scott Morrison is trying to make a big thing out of, where Labor is allowing the government to put some of the money into your home if you qualify, if you don't have much money and you can't buy your own home, and then the government will take a slice of the equity. Uh, this is only for I think ten thousand people, so it's not like it's going to revolutionise the country or anything. But Scott Morrison is acting like it will end the country. But anyway. Uh, there's been a lot of scaring going on over the last week uh, from the Libs about whether owning, having the government also own your home can mm. be a terrible thing. They think it's terrible, terrible news, right? Mm. This scheme does exist in some states already, uh, like Victoria, for instance, but they, 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 they reckon it's awful to have the government own, uh, partly own your home. And I was having to think about it and I, and I was trying to think through the pros and cons of having the government partly own your home and i'd like to take you through it because please like, oh, well, yeah pull a lot of research into this guys as you might imagine <laughs> but, um, <laughs> now first of all i've got to say there's a few cons uh number one i've got real concerns about how they're going The government they're going to act in your house if they a part of your house. I mean, yes. have you seen how they act in their own house, mm. for instance? Like you're walking down the corridor, shame, hey, hey. It'd be <laughs> constant. It'd be very, very annoying. I don't, I don't need that. So that's a big con.
3: Yes, definitely.
2: Next con, I've mm. got a simple question. Who has control of the remote control? Oh Because God. I would prefer to be homeless than well, have Sky News on all day in my house. Trust me, I've had yeah. the Sky Election <laughs> Channel, which is close enough. That would be disastrous, especially at night time. I really mm. do not want them to have control of remote control at night time.
3: But wouldn't, I mean, if it was the government, wouldn't it mm. be... The government-funded channels, like, wouldn't you be limited to only
1: watching ABC and SBS? No, haven't you heard you, this government's view on the ABC? <laughs> yeah, you're.
2: No, no, to but this I is under Labor. ABC on? No, oh, no, under Labor. Remember,
3: this is under. This is the Labor wins, right?
2: Oh, you're home. Oh. So,
3: so, it'll be all. You'll have to watch Gardening Australia on repeat. That's <laughs> what it'll be. boredom.
2: Yes, that is a, you will that get bluey. Yes. Point. That's a good point. I mean, I mean, that, they'll be fine over it, obviously, because it will probably be a hung parliament. So, right. so they'll just, yeah. just be wrestling on the couch for mm. control. In the end, some teal independent will probably just have some arts show on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or yeah. But anyway, um, I'll I, I tell you another problem, visitors. Because mm. think about the kind of people who hang around. Politicians. Ooh, you yes. have mining magnates always there, union honchos popping yes. over. Not to mention uh, journalists from the Australian. They'd basically be licking your skirting boards. They'll be the roombas <laughs> of the house. <laughs> like Dennis Shanahan. You won't be able to get rid of him. He's just gonna be there all the time. So that'd be pretty bad. Um, renovations? Yeah. you want to fix your house. Scott Morrison's been talking about this as well. He says, <laughs> Oh, yeah, who's gonna who's gonna what happens when this renovating? You gotta ask the house ask the, the government permission? <laughs> yeah, well. Think about it. If you want to fix anything in the house, Labor's going to insist on there being a never-ending inquiry, mm. guaranteed, mm. right? And the Libs—they're going to say they've already fixed it. They're yeah. going to say that they fixed it strongly, and then they'll change the topic to Albo for getting the unemployment rate. That's that's what's going to happen every time you want to fix anything.
3: I feel like, yeah, if if your plumbing's bung or something like that, yeah. what would happen is Scott Morrison would just say, "Well." You know, your plumbing's bunk. But I did build a, a chicken coop out the back, so, you know, <laughs> call it evens.
2: That's true. Although uh, there's, there's one area where they'd both be united mm. when it comes to this kind of this kind of thing. When there's dirty laundry. I mean, think about yeah, it. The, like, it's dirty laundry every day. Yeah, they just, just hide just it everywhere. <laughs>
3: <Yeah, that's laughs> You'll totally find dirty laundry under every <laughs> couch, under every... You know, exactly. desk. yeah,
2: the washing machine will never get used. Well, terrible.
1: I mean, speaking <laughs> of dirty laundry, Chazzy, you mentioned visitors. I'm really worried about who's gonna come into the prayer room that the government's gonna insist that we have in our houses. <laughs> And I'm also no, very... that'll be the best place to hang out. Yeah, but I mean, also when you're talking about cleaning and doing chores, the state of the desks is going to be absolutely disgusting. <laughs> oh, don't
2: even mention Tom. Oh, that's a terrible image. Oh no, mm. <laughs> I need I need to clean my brain now. Um, the uh, look, I, I have been thinking about this. Though. I could think of one pro. I know this is all cons at the moment. Yeah, which is, it's a very this is a very uh, anti-labor segment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trashing their policy with all this this good reason debate. But I could think of one pro Mm. this is a big pro and that is if the government is meant to be in your house Mm. at least you'll never see alan tudge there (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's
2: that's great news actually chazzy
1: i think there's some more pros in the prayer room (laughs) (laughs) our gear
3: is from road microphones we're part of the acast creator network
1: and use pider clean on your
3: desks see ya